entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Uh -huh, this yeah. pop, this high, uh -huh, this yeah. wrong, with so many different uh -huh. songs. This one's for this song. Rusty guy coming to work. Got his ball, got ambition. He's a guy playing with Ron. Yeah, nigga. I don't even know how I feel about that. <laughs> but as of right now, I feel good. I feel great. I feel I feel marvelous. I ain't mad. I don't want to sound mad. I feel marvelous. Uh, how you doing? I'm all right, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm all right. Just okay? Just all right? I mean, fucking Carson Wentz is hurt right now. Hurt your guy, right. your guy. MVP. Haven't traded Ben Simmons yet. Your other guy, defensive player. Like, bro, like, what are we doing right now? I'm in limbo. But the real question is, how are you feeling, bro? Because your team made a blockbuster deal to grab that guy, Russell Westbrook, who, you know, not my guy, but that's your guy. You've been vouching for him. So how you feel, man? I'm really in limbo, though. <laughs> <laughs> like... Because we've talked about him extensively and like I'm not gonna say he's not a good player because there's no way that he could never be. Like he's a surefire first ballot hall of famer, but it's like there's always like a but when it comes to Russ when you start looking at what he do, but like given what the Lakers need and what we don't have and what he brings to a team. I don't give a fuck about none of that other shit right now. Like, KCP, you can go. Montrez, you ain't even making it into the rotation in the playoffs when we needed you. Six minutes a year where you can go. Kyle Kuzma, you. Yes, you absolutely positively have to go. Not can, you have to. You got Obligation. Your <laughs> hey, you got your chick. You fell in love. I'm. That's cool with me. I'm, I'm here for that. Do you think, King? But it can't be in LA. Like we got, we we got a small window. The window, the window's small, man. Like it's it's a LeBron James window to maximize what he can do. And now we add Russ, and it's like, if we add the roster, if we can get some shooters and some floor spacers, I like us over a lot of teams. Who would be these who, who would be these floor spacers? Like who's really out there? I mean, obviously a DeMar DeRozan's still technically out there, but I think he's gonna want too much of a bag. And you guys just have a lot of money. I, I don't that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Obviously, he'd have the opportunity to, you know, play in LA. 
um, and go back to LA. But it's also like you have a lot of money. Like Russell Westbrook will be your highest paid player, and then you still have a lot of money tied up in AD and LeBron. So it's like, does DeMar DeRozan want to take a pay cut to play for you guys? Does Kyle Lowry want to play in LA more than he does Miami? Like what? Like like who are you really eyeballing? Kyle Lowry not coming to LA. Kyle Lowry, on, Kyle Lowry on that first plane to Miami. If I had to put Brad down on something, he's going to Miami for sure. DeMar DeRozan probably has a better chance of going to Miami with him than he does to come with come to LA. However, LA is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I want you to know that LA is a hell of a drug. Would he take the hometown discount? Probably. For a chance of winning the twilight of his career, don't have to worry about that mental strain of having to go and win the game for somebody. He can go play freely at the two. Now, how that fits with Russ and Brian and AD, I don't know. But, like, they're talking about Melo, maybe. Okay, that's not going to be a piece that we're going to have to – I would hope we're not relying on Melo. Not to say that he can't do it, but – we can't rely on him as like the sixth man type shit. Oh yeah, no. We need we need like a a Nick Batum type dude to stem the tide for a lot of things that we wouldn't have. Which you know, three and D type dude don't really need to run run offense for him. Melo can hold can can holster that second unit or something. But depending on who they add, man, it'll be interesting to see. I like I would love to see them try to go get Bradley Bill like. We still got Dennis Schroeder on the books right now. So technically, he's what? A small two? I don't know. I don't even believe that. So he's probably going to get assigned and traded somewhere. Like free agency starts in a little bit, <laughs> for real, for real. So a lot of those players that like we saw opting out, like Kawhi, like Chris Paul, they're probably going to go back to their teams. But them other dudes, them Otto Porters, them Kelly Oubre's, them them type of little glue glide glue guys. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird pool of players that's gonna be available. So I don't know what the Lakers are gonna try to do. I mean, I think the best, I mean, I like Melo going back there. I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm cool for that. I'm cool with that. Obviously, I mean, it's just weird because Melo's gonna be in a different role. Um, but I Is mean, you still have three. Back? I just don't see how that Russell Westbrook and Braun thing is going to work. Cause I, I get how maybe Braun wants Russell there to really just be able to, you know, push the ball and transition um, and kind of use his athleticism to their advantage. But at the same time, it's like, Braun, what is you about to do, bro? Cause you not really a catch and shoot player. If you don't have the ball in your hand, like if you're running point guard, like, Whoever's running point guard, you're not maximizing the other's talent. So if you have Braun playing point guard, you're not getting the most out of Russell Westbrook. If you have Russell Westbrook playing point guard, you're not getting the most out of LeBron James. So this move doesn't complement either one of those players. AD is fine because he's a big regardless. You know, they, you can run a PNR with him and it's, you know, it's going to be fine. But I think that's the, the real caveat of the move. It's like, Either way, you're, it's going to be very difficult to maximize the talent of both players being on the floor at the same time. I disagree. Why is that? 
I disagree. Just because it's enough possessions to go around for both of them guys to be on ball and off ball. But the main thing is going to be Bron's playing the four. He's going to play the four. AD, you're going to have to play the five. Which means we're about to see that version of Bron that me personally have always wanted to see. I always say, yo, if Bron never just said, fuck it, I'm going to go to the post and work out the post, can't nobody stop that. Can't do nothing with that. And you can pass out of the post. You can enter in the post, pull it out, screen and roll, screen. The, you can do all types of wild shit in the post. All types of backside action. It's a lot of stuff going on. Now, a lot of people going to guard Russ like we guarded him, sag off type shit. But off ball, he's not the type of guy to be a dead body. He's going to be flying around. He's going to be cutting to the ball. He's going to be doing those things that don't come up on the stat sheet. You know, that's that motor in him, the thing that a lot of people love with Russ. So we saw him play off ball with Harden. We saw him play off ball multiple times. It's going to be an interesting fit because right now, as of it stands right now, we don't see what the roster is going to look like. We don't know where the shooter is going to come from, who the shooter is going to be. Like, we don't know. But I mean, that three right there, I like it. I like I it because that means they're going to have to – they're not – my whole thing, especially with people well, – well, not even people, situations like this in basketball, I never believe that when people come together that have unique fits, there ain't no way that they're coming in there and saying, all right, we'll figure it out in practice. Like, nah, they already done discussed this. They already done – came to the realization, all right, we're going to have to run this, this, and this if we even going to attempt it. So I feel like I got enough faith in who those players are to make it work. Like when everybody was tripping about the KD, Harden, um, Kyrie shit, and there was only one ball, and I'm like, listen, they're going to make, they not coming together for the sake of just playing with each other because they fuck with each other. Okay, but what the about the basketball aspect? And I think that they've, they're going to find a way to make it work the right way. They got to. I mean, but otherwise it's a foolish move. But that's what I'm saying. But what about if it's? I mean, we could have said the same thing about when, um, you know, Chris Paul joins Harden and Russell Westbrook in, um, in Houston. Like we assumed that that was going to work. Well, I mean, did it not? It's harder. It's harder when a chip, but there was a day like those are the same type of thoughts that we had when those when those three got together and that's the same situation where there's only one ball and it didn't work out and i'm not saying it can i mean you bring up a great point about lebron working through the post playing through the post i like that i would love to see that from Bron. but at the same time i don't know if you're truly going to get enough from russ to where it's like i I don't know i just think it's tricky i mean obviously i think it's also hard to really speak on because we don't know the full roster so it's and like, at the end of the day, those those possessions that you are probably trying to reach for in your mind to think about, like what 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 possessions are going to be, you know, those possessions. They don't matter because Russ in the open court is going to be his own thing. He's manufacturing six, seven possessions just off of pushing tempo, getting the ball going, rebound from Brian, outlet joins. It's going to be a lot of shit like that. Yeah. 
But Brown old as shit. You think he can withstand playing up tempo hoops like that? He ain't gonna have to when you get in that rebound and you outlet. Mm-hmm. I'm a four man. I'm closest proximity to the bucket now. I don't know. Got I got this hybrid five that can go guard the perimeter. I'm, 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 get, I'm averaging ten boards this year. That means if you're saying Bron's playing the four, that means Schroeder's staying in some way, shape, or fashion. Or he's Wait. getting signed and traded to for, fucking for who though? For who? Who are you gonna have? Patty Mills come in there and run the point. Buddy Hill come play the two with Bagley Bagley on the backside. I don't, I mean. That type of money would work. Throwing some other shit. I think Buddy Hill's out. A realistic option could be Patty Patty Mills. He's going to play the deuce, though. I would want Patty Mills to play the one. Run him around. It's positionless ball. We got fucking two point guards on our three if you're counting AD. But you know, like, come on. We we we're good. We gotta see how they fill the roster out. It would be nice if the Aaron Aflalos of the world were still in the NBA and we could get bats. <laughs> you know, but they're talking, you know, vet minimum guys like Otto Porters and shit. I'm cool with that. Yeah. He's not gonna lose you no game. No. I think it'd be nice to see Otto Porter come off the bench for you. Because if Brown playing the four, that means Taylor Horton Tucker probably starting at the three. I mean, and y'all reportedly, you know, eight, um, you know, Dwight Howard want a slide bag. Come on, you see what's happening? LA's a hell of a drug, nigga. Maybe you maybe you get bring Rondo back coming off the bench. I don't know. We don't we don't need all that. All right, we need flamboyant big body guard scoring phenoms over there there's not need... a lot of that out there okay we can make them work okay <laughs> macklemore you got to come on back here get your shot right get your shit back get your thing focused <laughs> teleporting tucker you're gonna be a starting three you're gonna be creating a lot of secondary offense for us on the swing on the weak side yes we need all of that you russ strong you russ weak side screen and roll we got brian ad on the strong side getting work out the post Mid post, Brian, 17 feet, two dribbles out. AD comes, green and roll. We got the whole, whole whole side of the court to work with. Backside action, yes. Vogel, get right. We're good. We need some <laughs> players around here. That's all we got to do now is find those guys. We might have to sign a bunch of niggas to million-dollar deals and just hope. That's, a, that's the only thing, man. I just scary got an aging Brian. You can't rely on AD, so it's just... I hate to say that. I hate that that's a thing. But it's so real. Like, it, it holds so much validity. It's so hard to say that it's not true and, and push back on it. But then it's also, like, the West is even getting... Like, it would have been better if Dame gets traded to Philly, right? Because now it's, like, one less monster to deal with. You would love that. You would like to see that, Jackie. Would you like to see that? Is that what you think? Is that what you want? What I do you love that as a as a Sixers bull? What's the deal you need in your life? Not the I, deal you want. The deal I, you need in your life. I need. I need. I need. I need I need us to get Zach Levine, man. <laughs> like I'll take Zach Levine. I'll take marketing. 
I'll take Thad's contract. I'll give you Ben a first. And Cork Moss, psych, no. They might even take Cork for real, for real. But, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I would love to see Zach Levine and Joel Embiid on the same team. And Zach Levine can play defense when he wants to. And so I just think Doc Rivers is the type of coach that, like, that one thing Doc can do is get guys to play defense. Like, if nothing else, he can get guys to play defense. I know he's shaky on, you know, in-game adjustments and, and you know, his offensive sets. But one thing that I can definitely bank on from Doc is to make guys play defense. And I think he would be able to get the most out of Zach Levine. I don't really know how that – I mean, in terms of the Bulls in that situation, I, I you keep Kobe White um, – Ben maybe makes it, I mean, but you're losing marketing too. So you can really put Ben in that marketing spot and play through him. Um, but you don't really have a lot of catch and shoot guys. So it kind of, it's kind of a weird fit for them. And then you got Vucevic as well. So that's why I don't really see that happening. I more so see, you know, us going to Toronto and getting a Van Bleed and Ananobi. Um, I mean, like, am I ecstatic about that? No, but like, I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. I mean, it's interesting because I always was like, yeah, man, fuck it, go get Dane. And I'm thinking about it and I'm seeing little tweets and, and shit flying around. Sixers shopping Tobias Harris. Ben Simmons obviously being shopped. The Raptors coming through a few times, offering up deals, having talks. And then Levine comes out and says he wants respect on his contract. And I don't got the bulls down for just opening the book for him. You know, so. But my, I think they do. They have to, right? They just traded for Vucevic. They kind of have to throw the book at him now. You would think. For him. You would think. Or, or they're like, you know what? We're going to build it around Patrick Williams. Who everybody loves the, the the scouts love him. The coaches love him. He's a he's a lovable player. Maybe that happens. Maybe somehow he ends up in a deal with Ben Simmons or the Bulls build around him. I would love to see Levine get out of Chicago because, like I told you, him being on this Olympic team is going to be big for him the most. Mm -hmm. And him coming out and saying that is probably a product of him looking around and saying, damn, like, I know all these guys' situations publicly and personally and on their contracts and what they did and didn't do. I need to take a little bit more control of my career. Maybe, maybe this is him putting up the smoke screen, like, with a smoke signal, rather. Yo, I need an extension. They're not really trying to do it. Somebody come get me. Maybe that's why Daryl Moore is going out and asking for the arena, the flight service, the box seats, the floor seats, and everything in between. Maybe that's why he's asking for all that stuff. And can you blame him? Uh, no, that's that's how you make deals. <laughs> you never ask for what you want. <laughs> you say, yo, can I get them shoes for a buck? 40 over there, knowing whole time them joints on sale right now for something else. Like, why <laughs> would you like, no, I'm gonna, I, I need it all. I'm gonna ask I'm for it. high. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for everything, and then we could come down and meet on the price. Maybe I can, maybe I can talk you into giving me Patrick Patrick Williams, or maybe I can talk you into facilitating a three team deal for, I don't know, Tobias Harris to go over to Sacramento for Buddy Hill or some wild shit like that. You never know. Look at your look at your mitt. You never know. And I think that's the beauty because outside of what we know is going to happen, like Kyle Lowry's for sure will probably going to Miami. Miami. Sure. Which means DeRozan may or may not end up going down there because, like you said, is he going to take that minimum to play with Brown in L.A. or is he going to go down there and rock out with his guy? <laughs> but then the thing is that you, you, you talked about fits earlier. A Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler – Offense does not look like one that's spaced out. That's that's more clunky than y'all offense. I don't know if it's more clunky than our offense, but I mean, go run the one, Kyle. I mean, is he like, or would you rather the game? I, 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 you know, maybe maybe let DeRozan run the one, or maybe you let the game go through Bam because because like. If Kyle Lowry got the ball at the top of the key, just a quick aside, no one's really hugging the three line with DeRozan and Jimmy Butler on the wings. That's why I said I'd rather have probably Kyle Lowry in a two position where he's a better catch and shoot than both of them. Yeah, but then you got guys sagging off of DeMar DeRozan, which is easily guardable. So it's like almost you might have to put the ball in the middle of the floor and play through Bam, high screen yeah. and shit. Yeah. But – We'll see what happens with that. I just don't know. I, I would love to see Levine fly into Philly, man. I think I think it would just be like he would fit the city. He's tough. And like he can do a lot. And you don't I, like Zach Levine's. I want to say Zach Levine right now is in that moment where we saw D book like two, three years ago. Like, where we saw, like, oh, D-Book tough. Like, give him a few years and he's really going to be who he who he is now. And I think, like, Zach Levine has been trending towards that. Like, towards that moment. He's, like, in that – he's right on that cusp of being the guy and being able to be, like, a superstar for a team. So that's kind of where I think Zach Levine could be. And, and just where Joel Embiid is in his career, he's a solidified – bona fide superstar and if you bring in a guy like Zach Levine who's budding at the right time and you have a lot of guys around him who you know catch and shoot guys and guys who are going to play tough D and play together I think it's a great atmosphere and something you can really build around for the next three to four years and make a championship run I don't know yeah I would love to see that pairing because as good as this guy is as dominant as he's been as talented as he is, we've never really seen Joel Embiid run a pick and roll. I just think about that for a second. As as many times as we've seen him go get 30 and 15s and 40s and all those impressive games early on in his career and, 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 and throughout his career, how many times can you recall him running like a solid pick and roll? Him and Jimmy Butler. And it's crazy to think because even then they didn't run it that often. But that shit was like, that's why we were like, yes, 
Let Jimmy stay. Give him a blank check. Yes. Like, give him – because it was that. It was the chemistry, and that's why Embiid felt so comfortable on the floor with Jimmy Butler is because the offense was just natural. He didn't have to think. He didn't have to remember to be in a certain spot. The spacing didn't have to be perfect. It was free-flowing. And imagine that type of offense with Levine running it. You know, the underrated part of his game, I think, is his passing because he can if he has to. Blitz the screen. We want you to. <laughs> Lob City, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I just don't know, like, what else you would want from a pairing between those two. Like, it's the perfect thing that you could ask for, especially for Joel Embiid, because you don't want to waste his prime years of his life with him floating around a three-point line and people stamping him as some big who doesn't like to post up when in reality it's a product of a flawed offense because Ben Simmons refuses to be an offensive threat. The Sixers have to learn from their mistakes. They did it with AI. They waited too long into AI's career to get him a guy like Matumbo. To try to get him T-Mac. Did. Fell through. (laughs) But like, that's what, but like, they like you gotta make sure you get your guy. It can't be oh like we we tried to get him and like it it felt it's gotta be no we got our guy, and I think that's why Daryl Morey's here and that's the type of guy that Daryl Morey is. At the end of the day, he gets who he gets. So that's why I'm not truly worried. I didn't like that we didn't trade Ben Simmons during the draft, but I know Morey's the type of guy that he's gonna get the best deal possible. And Morey don't care about feelings. Damn sure don't. Listen. <laughs> All y'all motherfuckers on the block. Y'all have earned no right to be excluded, except you, Joe. (laughs) Except you. He back there eating his Chick-fil-A with his two Chick-fil-A sauces. Nah, nah, he changed up. He eating a a, a vine of grapes. (laughs) Crisp Jones. Rocking his baby to sleep in one arm. Oh, glowing. That's why I mean, think about it. Like, all your other dudes, like, y'all didn't come through when y'all really needed to. Y'all on the block, man. I'm canvassing the league. I'm trying to see what I can make. I think Seth Curry's safe, though. I don't know. I think he – I mean, you got to keep the assets that are that – are, that are, that are, he, he hooped. He hooped. He hooped. Yeah, and that you have to keep that floor space. When people know you can't help off of Curry, you don't matter who he is. Unless yeah. He's Eddie Curry, all right, whatever. Steph, Clay. <laughs> Clay, Clay don't honorary, do Eddie Curry like that, yo. Play an honorary Curry just because, you know. <laughs> they brothers, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how Philly would react if that if that deal ended up being the Toronto think, deal. That, and that, you know that's the craziest part. I don't think a lot of Sixers fans would love Zach Levine on our team, but guys, I, I think there'd be a, a a good majority though of Sixers fans that would be like, okay, I don't mind this move. I don't. I, think, I don't know. I think a lot of Sixers fans would be ecstatic if y'all got Zach. Exactly. I don't know. I think some like because some Sixers fans are really like polarizing. Like they see the Dame shit and they see the Beal shit, and it's like if we don't get either one of them, they they're all out. They're like, all right, yeah, we blew it. Like we're done, bun. Like guys like Cliff would say we blew it if we didn't get one of those guys and got Zach Levine. He'd be like, who the hell is Zach Levine, bro? Like yeah. he's mid. Like all right. you you can't trust people who who view Zach Levine in that light. 
at all. That's that's number one. Number two is like it, it it's going to be hard for me to believe that the Wizards would trade Bill to the Sixers. I just I don't get why he wants to stay there. Like he's he's the one on the forefront saying that he he doesn't want to leave. I can give you about seventy seven million reasons why. Like, why not come to Philly? I just don't understand that. Y'all don't have that extra 77 million reasons why. <laughs> you just don't. And that's something that, you know, you got to think. Do you want to win, bro? Like, do of you want to win? Of course you want to win, but it's like, listen. He's man, not, no, but yeah, you know he's not winning in no damn Washington. It's not a confirmed thing that he's winning in Philadelphia. It is. Stop, it's, it's, bro, it's more of a confirmed thing that he's winning in the city of Philadelphia than he is in Washington, D.C. That is a fact. But is that outweighed by 77 million reasons? Bro, it should be. He's an injury-prone player. He, his, 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 life, his life expectancy in the league is not guaranteed. Let's just be honest. It's not. All the more reason for me to take that extra 77 million and just roll the dice in Washington. Oh my god! If I'm him, I'm getting the fuck out of there. But I, I'm thinking twice if I'm looking at an extra seventy-seven mil that I could just damn. I could go get me another four cribs. Yeah, but you could win a chip and get all this endorsement money and get it on the back end. So what are we really talking about? You're not making seventy-seven mil on the back end in Philly. If he win a chip, and we yeah. haven't won since the eighties. Joe getting Stop. all first. Joe getting we haven't been all the fight. We haven't been to the final since 01. Stop. Joel Embiid would be on every Wawa Cup in the city. <laughs> every billboard in the city. Cheese him, and Bill, him and Bill posted back to back like. Yeah, that's only going to be Chuck Chicky and Pete. Let's Pete's. run it back. That's only Chicky and Pete's. I can see it now. Cheese fries <laughs> and shit. I, I already peeped. I mean, he might mess around like. Make some bread, but I don't know. I don't know what type of dude he is in that sense of like, all right. He seemed like, like you said, bro, seemed like he went that paid. And I, I mean, yeah, I can't I really know. be mad at him for it, but it's just like, bro, come on. See, I don't even know if it's I want that bread in the sense of like, I want that bread or more so like, I, I made a career here. I got a family rooted here. I want to leave money for my family type of shit. I feel it's only two hour drive, bro. <laughs> It's only a two-hour drive, bro. Stay, stay in D.C. and just drive to the city. Chris Paul had his family still in L.A. He was hooping in Phoenix. Chris Paul Come on. Chris Paul had commercials every week. <laughs> New commercial every week for that guy. So I don't know if it's the same thing. I would, I, I would, I would rather see, I would rather see Levine, but I wouldn't mind Bill. I wouldn't mind Bill. Because I, I feel like Bill needs to leave. I mean, as, as, He's got to, bro. as loyal as he wants to be and as, as good as he is, like they don't correlate anymore because you're not, like you said, you're not winning anything at all in Washington. Like at all, bro. Closer to the draft in Washington than you are <laughs> a deep. And that's why when they traded Russ, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to, I tweeted out like, oh, all right, like Sixers getting Bill. Like this is fire sale. Like, oh. like, like you're selling now. You're you're like the Cubs. Like you're selling everybody. Like you're yeah. out this job. But that's not like that was just not the. Then you hear Bill talking about yeah, 
I'm 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 staying put. And it's just why, bro? Now know. it's reports what was talking about. Yeah, wizards are reportedly trying to build around Bradley Bill. Huh? Yo, KCP and Kyle Kuzma and Montez Harrell, not enough, yo. But y'all inching like, and, and, and here's an, like Bradley Bill's inch, he's closer to 30 than he is 25. Yeah, I don't understand. Like that's that's like I just don't like bro. You made you made it and you came into the league young. You was a puppy, so you made bread now. Your pockets ain't empty, cuz. <laughs> that I'm breathing different. <laughs> but nah, for real though, Ace, it's like I don't know. I don't know what these guys want, so I ain't never gonna be judgmental on something. Yeah, take the money, or you should get the fuck out of there because you should want to win now. Like, who am I to say if you want to win now? Type shit. Exactly. Everybody wants to win, but maybe he's like. It might not be possible for me to go over there because if I do go over there, we don't win. No, his it's his wife, yo. His I'm wife said, head. his wife said, we're not going to Philly. We're not doing it. So that's why he's not going. I get it. look, I look, I ain't gonna question her. I get it. Yeah, you can't be mad at that. Can't, can't be. Can't be mad at that. But like you also gonna be in the draft though, bro. Like. Roy Hachimura, he tough, he budded and all that, but that's not enough. That's not that's not gonna get you over the hump. Like that's not that's not Davion Mitchell. I'll put you on him, but keep going. Oh my now you oh. <laughs> yo, I really hate when you do this. This is you always do this shit, yo. It's wild, man. Like you always do this. No, 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 I was no, 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 I called you and said, yo, he's a pro. Like, he's got pro measurables. What conference are you playing? <laughs> I knew yeah. you'd do this. No, no, I just, I just. <laughs> stenographer. Stenographer. <laughs> stenographer, can you please, please, please. Pull the receipts up from the last week of conversations about said conference in which we are questioning. <laughs> Big 12. Because I do believe you, Sir Billy of Hartford, <laughs> told me that Baylor University in the conference in which they play, it isn't really that big on the whole basketball products and the pros. You know, try to talk them into the whole Pac-12 thing. And I'm like, bro, they got some dudes. You know, you was you was iffy on, on, on Markel Fultz. I understand. Try to tell you about Matisse Thibault. You hated him. Washington, blah. He's tough. He's your guy now. <laughs> But I'll let you. I'll let you have. I'll let you have Davion as a as a as one of your guys. Cause you got into a little spat about it. I feel like. Yeah, bro. So shout out to the one and Duns. They had me on their pod after the okay. national championship. Where was our guy? Our guy Jake. Okay. Our guy Jake. Shout out to Lennox. Shout out to Lennox. I told him I'm like, bro, like, 
after watching that game and after he blew Gonzaga out, I was like, yo, he's a lotto pick, yo. Mm. Jake told me no way. No okay. way, Jose, that Davion Mitchell would be a lotto pick. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I mean, all the things I know, I mean, he can dribble. I mean, he can, he's a tough defender. I mean, he really reminds me of his cousin, Donovan Mitchell. So it's like, hey, brothers. <laughs> it was just like, how could he not? And he just had this all-star performance in the national championship game. And then it's like, damn, who else did that? Oh, wait. You talking about Dante DiVincenzo, the the wrath of the D's? Dante DiVincenzo, big who, ragu, who's the Michael Jordan of Delaware, who took over in the national championship against Michigan for Villanova, and was a became became a pick in the draft. That guy. So I'm thinking, like, damn, like he's got to be, he's got to be a lotto pick, and his team has been near the top of college football. I mean, of college basketball all year. Like, come on, man. He's got to be in the conversation. And lo and behold, he went top 10. Mm. Mm. And I love it. You feel vindicated? I love it. Because it's like sometimes, what you say, bro? You got (laughs) to listen, man. You just got to listen. I be trying trying to give y'all gems. I be trying to tell y'all. Y'all just got (laughs) to listen. That's all I ask. That's how you Look, 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 look. Listen more, speak less. Oh my god, that's how I'll be feeling though. Like, <laughs> like that's really how I'll be feeling. Like, like I don't even know when people might hear this joint or when they don't, but like that yay shit coming soon. Like, like the yay segment coming soon, but like no funny shit though. Like that Donda shit when that joint drop, niggas gonna have to block me because every X is an entrance. That's how I'm feeling these days. You know what I mean? You can get it out. You can get it in if you want to, but like, <laughs> I hate you. Like niggas, like sometimes niggas do just gotta listen though. Like your eyes tell you what you see, and like believe your eyes, trust your eyes, trust your ears. Like if if Davion looked like a duck, quack like a duck, win like a duck, he's a first round pick. Goose, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. That's all it is. I mean, you went top ten. How can you? How I wouldn't be surprised. I wasn't like I wasn't surprised either. Like I just I knew he he just had like you talk about this a lot, bro. And you talk about like having a a pro move or just having a pro comparison. And like he has he has a pro skill like of just like that quick twitch. Like we see that from Donovan Mitchell all the time. Like when he comes off that screen and. And we see some some crazy athletic play for him, is because he has that quick first step and that quick twitch, and like Davion has that same type of thing. Like I don't think he's nearly as athletic as as Donovan, but he he's 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 pretty close and he can he can make crazy plays. So that's why I think he's he's going to be a really great player um, down the line. You know, <laughs> something since we're talking about the draft, like all throughout the draft, I'm watching these. These shows and shit, different broadcasts. I mean, Kendrick Perkins, Moses Moody fucked him up, something crazy. Bro, that was hilarious. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen, ever, 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 ever in you life. You really couldn't say his name, bro. 
he really short circuited for a second, but it's cool. Players fuck up, so <laughs> yeah, that ain't that ain't the biggest deal. But the thing that really burned me up, not necessarily burned me up, but it's it's this thing that we do every draft, and it's like we're never cool with just comparing somebody to just a good solid basketball player. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, Evan Mobley, he's the next Chris Bosch mixed with Anthony Davis. Like, bro, that's a surefire Hall of Fame, probably never to be seen again player, if that's true. Right. Thanks. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's a lot of pressure for when a kid going to Cleveland in today's NBA. You got a better chance of turning into like, I don't even, Serge Ibaka. And that's not a bad thing. A more athletic Serge Ibaka. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, he, he. you go from Chris Bosh AD to Serge Ibaka, it's just like, we're not cool with just comparing dudes to just dudes. Like, I look at Davion Mitchell and like, everyone's like, oh, he could be like a, a small guy's D-Wade or this, that. And I'm like, bro, like, I look at him and I see like a, a I see a different type of version of like Avery Bradley, and that's completely okay. Because that means he's gonna be in the league for 12, 14 years because he shoot better than him, smarter than him, and he's a better leader than him. Yeah. But he has those NBA translatables that we always discuss. He knows anticipation on defense, he knows angles, he knows how to guard, he knows how to win. He clearly is a teachable player because that team played damn near Nova style ball, big guard, big guard play. All y'all got to give up something for the betterment of the team. So clearly he's all about the team before he is himself. So it's like, you got to root for guys like that. You got to <laughs> root for guys like that. But like my biggest takeaway from the draft is like, I don't care what they do. They need to put the Rockets on TV as much as they can. They're going to be the I, most fun team to watch. You like you like you like the Rockets draft. What do you like most about it? They got that boy, that 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 guy, the the guy. One of you like you know how Jalen Rose started like the trend of Jalen's, which I saw a bar graph and it's true. Yes, that's it's it. incredible. That's it's very true, true. very shout much out, true. Shout out Jalen. Because that's wild. But Jalen Green is like, he's a different type of specimen. And normally people be like, ah, I got a little hesitancy towards it because, you know, he's a young dude, didn't go to college, played in some quote unquote fake league. But like he's playing in a league where guys are trying to make it to the NBA. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't we... Pipe up Luca because he played with grown men as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have they don't. I don't think people respect where Jalen Green came from more than they respect where Luca came from, which is understandable because the pro game overseas is way more strenuous and and, and unforgiving than our game, which we can see clear as day through our pros in the NBA and the Olympics, but. You average about 18 as a as a as a 17, 18 year old against them guys with that athleticism. And they go get your young boy that you was running with throughout the whole AAU circuit, Mr. Christopher. I didn't even see them guys every time they on TV. Because even if they're getting blown out, them two, Kevin Porter Jr., yeah, I need to I need to see that. 
Rockets got a nice little squad, man. They're young. Be they're like, but they're not going to win. They're not. Look, we're not saying that they're going to win anything anytime mm-hmm. soon. They're not. They are at least five years away from really even being a legitimate shot at a, at a championship. Put them on TV against the Nets, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Hawks, the Sixers, the Jazz, the Knicks twice. Fuck it. I'm cool with that. Give me eight games of the, Ra- of the Rockets out of look, 82. I'm cool with that. Look, if we're going to be completely honest, I think they're in a better situation right now than the Knicks are. Like, I like Houston, the way Houston's constructed, like, obviously, they're not going to be in the same type of conversations as the Knicks because the Knicks are a better team right now. But if we're talking about projections and, and who has a, a viable chance of winning a NBA championship, the Rockets are closer to being on that track than the, than the Knicks are. The Knicks need assets right now. They have Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, and that's about it. Like, they need they need more. They said they said Mitchell Robinson gonna be on the trade block. So it's just like so, so like they like so Houston is in a better situation right now than the Knicks. I know people love the Knicks. Like they, you like you like them, huh? Yeah, I like I like what Houston's doing down there. Like they're playing smart. You know, flipped Olin Depot, got good players from like they're doing like they're doing what they need to do. I love the I love I love what they did in the draft. I really really like what they did in the draft. I also like what the Warriors did in the draft, man. We all we all was thinking, all right, maybe they're gonna take seven and fourteen and ship it out, go get something crazy nice. But I guess they didn't get like the like the request from Daryl Morey with that with Ben Simmons and all that because apparently they did have talks that would have been wild. Sixers at seven and fourteen with a couple of players or two would have been nuts to see, but they stay put and got they got some they got some solid players to go along with that team coming back. So I don't know what Clay's going to be, but I like what they did as well. Yeah, I like I, li- I like what Golden State did. I thought they were going to make a trade with us. Um, I think Maury obviously look that's a championship team. You ask for as much as you can. Like at the end of the day, they're with that, them getting Ben Simmons, it it takes their defense to another level. Um, it adds to their team. So you want – I think as a GM, you're trying your hardest to get the most compensation that you can. And if I'm the Sixers, that's a championship organization who has two very high picks, but you also want to make sure you're it's, – it's even killed, right? Like you don't want to – give them more, more assets or uh, more assets than you. So I just feel like Daryl Morey handled it correctly. If they were trying to get in talks and wanted to trade for Ben Simmons, look, it's going to take a lot for, for, for you guys to pry us away from us. We're not just going to give them all willy nilly. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. Cause at the end of the day, like it's a lot of people just throwing ideas to the wall and, thinking because they watch a few games or see a few things that they know what they're talking about. And like, like that's been a theme for a couple of days now, a couple of weeks. I got some shit favorited and, and, and stuff. Cause I remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a, we had a, a, a yay segment about people discussing weed and track and shit like that. In, in in our messages and mentions and DMs talking about 
what was a competitive enhancing drug and she knew the rules and this, that, and the fifth. All right, whatever. We can discuss that. But then it started to talk about like the actual sport itself. And I tweeted out, well, Jamaica gold loading. 100 gold loading for sure. No, Shakari might not medal. Yo, you can't say that. Yo, they got Alex and Felix in the in the field and this and that. And I'm like, I don't know about that. You double back say you definitely don't know about that, which is hold <laughs> for absolutely fucking not true. And wouldn't you know, first major, first major event pops open and Jamaica goes one, two, three. <laughs> A fast, speedy. Dominating one, two, three, as in gold, silver, bronze, and I'm like, damn! Didn't we tell? Did, did, didn't we say so? <laughs> Definitely did say so. Am I tripping? I don't know if I remember correctly. I don't. Maybe you remember better than me, but I think that's how it went. Yeah, because you know. I mean, LA, I mean, LA Thompson running an Olympic record of 1061 is kind of crazy. Um, Shelly Ann Fraser Price just being a goat, being the goat that she is, her fourth Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> running 1074, it was a fast heat. Like, you know, and a lot of people are talking about, oh, yeah, like she carry would have got washed. She only ran 1074. And I'm like, all right, so we're not going to talk about when she was in Northern California just what three months ago four months ago before olympic trials and she went 1071 against the win take it easy you're talking about the win now you sound like ah you sound like some other motherfuckers man so it's just like can we just relax like she was trying to peak at the right time like that's everything everything in track especially when you're running you're trying to peak at the right time and if you peak too early at the end of the day, you only have that one race in you. You're trying to you're trying to hold off that race from when it matters the most throughout your season. That is the the, the objective and key. And so that's what you know. Shakari was on that on that on that track to getting there. But at the end of the day, Lane Thompson, kudos to her, broke the broke the Olympic record. Um, I think she was first one in uh, first one since FloJo. To, to do that and now it's like damn I mentioned Flojo Chill. and then it's Chill, just yo, like that shit don't even make me feel comfortable ha ah, it's just like corny like corny guys that shit don't even make like Emmanuel Acho talking about things that they don't really know about like Flojo shouldn't hold the record because how does that even sound there was only two races that day that um, had legal wins or that had no win resistance meteorologist it's like, damn, bro, I didn't know you went to school for that. Like, and I didn't know you ran track. Hurricane I didn't know, you, I didn't know you, you ran, so he ran track at Texas? I didn't, didn't know nah, that. Nah, he, what he was trying to say was like, so whatever lane that Flojo was running, that's where all the wind was. It wasn't for anybody else. It was just, she, her, so it's like, it's, it's Flojo and then it's Aang. For like the windbenders and shit, like that's who they. I think that's what he was getting at, because I don't really understand how all of a sudden it's just wind don't 
justify the ends and like all of a sudden Flojo never really had the record to begin with and it's just like and he's trying to throw facts out there like bro you're 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 listing circumstantial things that one you can't even how are you going to prove that the wind was or was not there that's the that's the caveat for me i'm just confused by that one because i like like if you, i don't like i just i was really and like he really like acted like he was saying facts like he like these things were true <laughs> they held validity like they could be proven and i just i I don't know. It's just like the astronomical, anabolical, anatomical. <laughs> like when you start throwing a bunch of diabolical words in your in your astronomical mind and all that, people eat that shit up. And I'm not here for that because you're not about to tell me all these nuanced events of what when can or cannot do on a on a track in a sport that you never even really dabbled in and. I just don't understand what that has to do with taking away from these queens moment. I don't. There's a reason why Flojo's record has been untouched for almost 40 years. It's the reason why it's so revered. It's like, like when someone scores 82 points, we're going to be talking about it for a while. We're not going to be talking about if they was playing zone. We're not going to be talking about if, they were playing in a, a off-site NBA stadium because there was a leak in the roof or there was an earthquake and they had to move. The, we're not talking about no nuanced event that you really had to be there to really understand and grasp. We're not talking about that. We're simply talking about the feet. Remember we were talking about if, if a 50-point game matter if you won or lost and all that type of shit a while yeah. ago? And it's like you only talk about the record. You don't talk about the nuanced things within the record, like fourth game and five nights off a of back-to-back. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not talking about the wind. We're not talking about the rain. We're not talking about the gravel. We're not talking about the Astro turf, the Astro fault. We're not talking about none of that shit. We're talking about 10-6-2, period. Emmanuel, because I'm not trying to hear the shit. I'm not trying to wake up and see someone tearing down these queens moment to prop up or deprop up somebody else's accomplishments. I'm not here for it. Jamaica go one, two, three. You talk about you a man of the island, you a man of the people. And every time you turn around, every time I turn around, you are tearing down people that look and have the same type of struggles that you claim to have had. I don't understand. Now all of a sudden, Giannis can't be the face of the NBA because we don't know enough about his African, Nigerian ancestry the way that we do Kobe Bryant's life and LeBron James' life. I didn't know you were the bearer of bad news when it comes to that type of stuff. No, I'm not here for it, man. Why can't we just see one, two, three and appreciate a record being broken? Like, And that's like, why is that... Why does that have to be a thing? Like, it's just not necessary. Like, and you're right. Like, maybe it's the Fox thing, bro. Maybe it's because he's bro, that bird. Like, like, it's it's okay. Like, Flojo went 10 4 9. Like, she did that. That was the thing. <laughs> it's like you, you're not going to give me a five minute video and change my mind on track history when you read. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we double back and found a video. 
a couple of days from now apologizing for not educating myself on what I needed to know within the facts of the track world, the same way that you did when you said javelins <laughs> thrown by weed smokers can result in death. I'm not just here. Like, for just that. stop talking about things you don't know about. It's clear that you you're not well versed in the sport. It's clear. That's like me Fire saying, yeah. That's like me saying, yeah. Dobby had a hell of a role in Lord of the Rings. And then a fucking Nancy Drew fan comes and tells me, hey, Dobby was in Harry Potter. And I'm looking at her like, what do you know about Harry Potter? <laughs> they were like, no, 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 just sit back and chill, man. Not Watch Nancy Drew. <laughs> Shit, man. It really bothers me, man. I'm, look, I'm TBT on that video, man. I Look, I need it. I'm waiting. Man, look. That's TBD. Summer League coming up, though. We will see how that works. So, but listen, man, it's yonder season. That's all I'm gonna say. Donda coming soon. It's fully mixed, fully mastered. Hopefully, got some new shit on it. Cause I got the leaking. <laughs> oh, woo, 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 woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. What?